It's episode 222, Nerd's Eye View. It's the last week of April. A, what is it, the penultimate week before Age of Ultron drops? Sure. That's the only way this week is important, is because <coughs> next week is Age of Ultron. And we talked about it earlier. Everybody's moving out of the way. But we'll get to that later. I'm Jordan. I'm joined by Andrew. Hi. And Tom. Hi. Hello, gentlemen. Let's get right to it. We've got our box office. We've got new releases. We've got our review of The Age of Adeline, our new in theaters. But let's get down to the box office. All right. Count me down. I am number 10. Woman and gold. And I'm visiting number nine. Mama Monkey Kingdom. Their motto is number eight. Get hot. Right before mm. you, number seven. The longest ride. And... If that, then number six. Ex Machina. <laughs> uh, but you might be number five. Unfriended. When you go for. Home. To visit number three. The Age of Adeline. Who has nothing to do with number two. Moblar Paul Cop 2. Uh, who is unbearably close to number one. Furious 7. <clears throat> so two things are interesting about this week. Mm-hmm. Uh... One, Paul Blart is making money. And number two, uh, everyone's not going to the theaters. And I think it's because everyone's like, no, we'll just go next week. Maybe. Maybe. Because, I mean, you still have Furious 7 going strong. I think it's his fourth solid week in a row. This is actually the first, I believe it's the first film of this year to go four weeks in a row, number one at box office. So Nice. Cool. I can only assume Avengers will beat that immediately. And this is also the second week that Paul Blart has been in, in the number two spot. Well, that's that's going to drop yeah. real quick, I, I think. I hope so. Yeah. Um, Kids can only be entertained so many times by a man getting kicked by a horse to his near imminent death and yet surviving in a cartoonish way. I love how CG that sequence was. was like, oh, that looks like a video game. It, We're talking it, about the trailer. Oh, There's a trailer for Paul Blar Mar where... He hits on a cop lady, and she's on a horse. She's on a horse. He hits the horse, and it kicks him into a car, which dents the car, a huge dent in the car. And he does like a and he land. He does like a backflip, lands on the ground, and just gets up, and he's fine. I'm glad I don't watch trailers that much. Yeah, you're. you're it's not really bad. Much. Trailers are the reason why I don't want to see Pitch Perfect two, because that is one I'd, of the worst trailers I've ever seen. I don't which want trailer s- you're talking about. The, the I've only. Seen two. Whatever. Oh, the one that we saw together? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that looks so... Honest. That's not a great trailer. I'm not going to lie. Dumb. They yes. they do a dumb extended joke in the trailer, and I think you shouldn't do extended jokes in the trailer. No. Yeah. yeah. I just don't want to see Pitch Perfect 2 because I saw Pitch Perfect 1. Nice. I liked it fine. Nice. It had too many racial stereotypes. Well, you got, and me. Vomiting. You got me there. <laughs> and contrived plot devices. Oh, it's not for emetophobes? Right. Yeah. So less than a hundred million dollars. I feel like this is the first week in a while it's been under a hundred million. Am I wrong? No, a couple of weeks ago. It was right before Furious Seven. It was okay. Furious Seven really uh, ballooned the box office, and uh, I would love at some point to look at these numbers uh, week over week, mm -hmm. and I'd love to put them on a graph. (laughs) Will you enjoy that, you nerd? (laughs) And uh, I'd love to see the rises and falls of these numbers compared to the big movies. Oh well, I mean that's. I feel like you could you could see that right now. Yeah, we could yeah. just chart the that waves right on now. the ocean of movies. Mm-hmm. All right, 
Let's get on to the new releases. All right. New releases on DVD and Blu-ray. David O. Russell's Accidental Love. I knew you'd know this one, Tom. What can you tell us about this film? Because I saw it, and it was not very good, but it was because you could really see all the fingerprints over everything. It's it's a David O. Russell movie that was made after I Heart Huckabees, but before The Fighter. And he ditched the project because it was garbage, and anyone who's seen it can agree. And it's it's just a lot of people. Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Jessica Biel, James Marsden, Tracy Morgan. And it's about how Jessica Biel gets a nail in her head and then goes to Congress, tries to get the bill passed. But one of the side effects of that nail in your head is you're a raging nymphomaniac. (laughs) Ah. And there's Uh, a live and healthy Tracy Morgan in it. Does she have uh, a pixie haircut or is it just that's her hair in the bun on the trailer? I I don't know what you're looking at, but that's probably the haircut. Okay. But yeah, that's out on DVD and Blu-ray now. Good times. I'm sorry, you can't make a movie about an infomaniac and have it be oh. PG-13. Right. <laughs> and then The Boy Next Door. Oh, wait, is that is this a this shitty Jessica, J-Lo, yeah. like... Jessica, Jessica Lowe. <laughs> Jessica Lowe. Yeah. Uh, that should be her next name, right? Yeah. Celebrities go through name cycles like that. It'd be Jessica High. Mm. I don't know if... I, that doesn't test well. No? No, no, no. You don't think it's going to go well with the board when we're no. doing the... Uh, uh, judges, what do you, what do you think? Jessica High or Jessica Lowe? <laughs> Meh. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is the one, and uh, I love when it was pointed out to me on, on Twitter or wherever, where the, the billboard for it has the the boy's face, mm-hmm. like, on Jes- uh, Jessica Lowe, on <laughs> J-Lo's boob. Like, it's really strange. Like, the photoshopping is really wow. bad. It's boob face. <laughs> and uh, the audience had the same reaction that the judge just had to my Jessica High thing? Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. meh? Okay. Right. The Gambler. Did anybody see this? That's the Mark Wahlberg Christmas film. I want to see with this. the ball John Goodman. Yep. I wanted to see it because uh-huh. I that was when I was in the heyday of my movie passing. Right. And uh I just never got around to it. I want to see it. I just like I want to see this next movie. Mm. Inherent Vice. Which is great, and you should see it. Yes, I. <sighs> we reviewed it here, right? Yeah, just the two yeah. of us. Yes. Yeah, because I couldn't. That, that was a day. Yeah. And if you want to read the screenplay, just read the book. It's literally line for line the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Or if you want to see the main character, find Matt Benson. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, right. He's dressing and shaving like yeah. the main character. Yeah. Or if you want to see him, just look at <laughs> Matt <and> Michelle's <laughs> wedding photos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have our own Doc Sportello here. Yeah, we do. The crazy thing is. Um, like this next movie has like a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I might tell you this next movie is great. I need to see this movie. I didn't think I needed to see this movie. The trailers made me think I didn't need to see this movie. I guess I do. Yeah, because Colin first dropped out of it. <laughs> and uh, let's just get to it. The BAFTA nominee for best British film goes to Paddington. It's probably the most British film of that year. It was more British than. What came see. out last year? Well, there was Pride. Oh, there was. That was nominated. Well, an imitation game is pretty British. Sure, why not? <laughs> I think it is. It is British. If even if you don't think it's good, well, it's like having a Denzel Washington movie doesn't necessarily mean it's automatically black. Hmm, that's interesting. Huh. Judges. Eh. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so At least they're consistent. So apparently, it's good. <clears throat> yeah, I, so. I liked it. And I'm that, you know, and that's in no small part because of Nicole Kidman being the villain. That, yeah. That's she the would role be that good, I like her in the best. Uh, she she wasn't 
but she was a she was a villain in the Golden Compass, yep. which is based on a book. And I ended up liking that movie just because there was a giant polar bear that talked. Well, and and the what's his name, Sam Elliott, is fantastic. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is awesome. I, I like seeing new release uh, weeks where like three of the movies I want to see. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I just thought Paddington was a horror movie from that one trailer where he's in the bathroom and destroys everything. <laughs> it's like, why would kids want to see this movie? It's terrifying. Because lots of kids want to do that. Yep. All right. Then on DVD only, water is wet. We're going to be playing our, our usual game here. Uh, and if Tom wants to join in. I he, thought I was supposed to. <coughs> well, um, sometimes the guest doesn't want to join in. I have a I don't proposed do anything. Uh, title for this segment. Okay, good. Um, it's all in the name. Oh, that's. We'll take that for now. Okay. Uh, I think I don't think I can come up with anything better, uh, listener. If you can think of anything better, please let us know. Uh, but it's all in. It's all in the name. Is that it's all in the name? It's all in the name. I'm actually having some trouble right now because opening it. Do you want to use my computer? I'll turn nah, my nah, computer. Nah. The, the link that I put is for Amazon because my normal link didn't have actual information about the film. Uh-huh. But Amazon is not giving me the one piece of information that I really want, which is the year that it came out. I'm, I'm working on it right now. I know neither of you can help me because then you might see what's going on. Yeah. Because I was either going to give you the year or the genre. Oh, okay. Uh, have you tried IMDb? Yes, and you know what? With a name like Water is Wet, it doesn't really come up at all. At I've all. had that happen too. It's really annoying. Uh, which I think it would on the website. It's just because I'm using the app. Mm. Why can I not get any year information here? Well, if you get the genre. <laughs> Who wants to go first? <clears throat> I'll go first if it's too much of a hassle. <laughs> okay. The genre is documentary. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> documentary. Water is wet. Okay. Did Did you have an idea of when it came out, or you just don't know? I'm I'm looking. I'm desperately looking. Okay. Okay. So basically, I'm imagine water is wet is basically around the time that Kevin Costner was making Waterworld, Ooh. and we have a uh, Werner Herzog doing, it, and he's doing his narration style. I fucking love where you're going with this. And basically, it's about how frustrated he is with Kevin Costner making this awful movie. And his whole metaphor is water is wet and this project is shit or something. I'm just going off the top of my head here, but <laughs> it's basically when it hurts, I made a documentary about water world. Nice. 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 Okay. If you wait two seconds, I think I'm going to get the, um, the damn year. <laughs> uh, did you try the Wikipedia? Oh, you know what? That's a good idea, but damn it. IMDb. Why did you delete what I was just typing? <laughs> Because they're dumb. Because it always tries to autofill and stuff for you. Oh, here we go. I believe I've got the director, and that will give me the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is not looking good. Uh, I'm going to take a stab and say it's from the 60s. That's okay. <laughs> if so, you really want a year. Um, I'm going to go down the same route, but not exactly the same, uh, like, not about actors, uh, but it, it's, it's actually about shit and water. And it's a documentary about uh, how, as a country, because, you know, drought's going to be a problem, we have to start looking at the ability to recycle our waste. So it's about the, uh, the industry that was coming about uh, of taking sewage from, you know, 
runoff for our houses and everything like that and putting that in factories that will clean the water and eventually put it back into the drinking supply and the fact that like they made this documentary because whenever you tell someone hey this is water that got flushed out of the toilets people freak out you know what i mean yeah. it doesn't matter that you tell them it's cleaner than when you originally drank it and it's by far like so far removed that you know there's no impurities in there there's nothing wrong with it but people are so grossed out they tried to make this documentary to uh make people feel better about it and uh guess what didn't work <laughs> so what All do we right. got i'm going to read you how Amazon describes right. this film, I'm gonna click which on has an unknown year of release. <laughs> water is Wet is an astonishing film experiment which visually evokes water to connect children to their feelings, awaken their imaginations, and spark their creativity. It was the first of four short films directed by documentary pioneer Gordon Weisenborn. Wow. There you go. Awesome. <sighs> the other films in the collection are Sit Down, Where Does My Street Go?, <laughs> <laughs> and if I were an animal. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> where does my street do you, go? Do you like where does my street go? <laughs> yeah. I think that is, yeah, that's a good one. Guess who doesn't exist on Wikipedia? I know, I couldn't find it's any... That director. Any information on this. Yeah. Uh, but I do believe it was a it was a good game. Uh, it's all in the name. All right. It's available for purchase. <laughs> I mean, go buy it, because we don't know what's up with it. Right. On Blu-ray, we have Little Man Tate. This is Helen... Nope. Helen Nope. Helen I was gonna say Helen Hunt. I think I think that's Helen Hunt. I don't know. It's a it's a, yeah, 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 yeah. It's no jo- Jody Foster, excuse me. I get them confused all the time. It's something where uh, there's a little smart kid and he has to go live with a, a a lady who will who will help him be smart. A little smart kid who needs to be smarter? He needs he needs help because he's too smart. What? He's little man Tate. He's got he's to get some help. I'm confused on why this exists. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm confused why 90% of films <laughs> exist. The actor in, um, or the actress in the documentary we were talking about earlier, um, it's not even claimed on her IMDb. She's done a crap. Ella Jenkins has done a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not on her page. All right. Well, because so. they just rediscovered this film and somebody <laughs> said, hey. Where does my street go? Did he uh, <laughs> did he pass away and this was just in the collections of his stuff and they're like, I want all this stuff published? I don't I'm have p- any information. I'm just joking. I, you know? But I wouldn't doubt it. That yeah. happens. Yeah. It does. All right. On TVD, we have the crazy ones, the complete first season, which I think is just a complete series at this point. Yeah. I was going to say the first <clears throat> and last season. This is kind of, yeah, this is a, a bummer inclusion, but I'll say, I'll say this. Uh, so Robin Williams uh, was the star of this show. And uh, it's actually been on Netflix for the past couple of months. Yeah. Uh, Juliana watched it, and I saw bits and pieces, and it's actually funny. Yeah. And I'm kind of bummed that I never got into it. I heard it was good. And I I'm s- even more bummed yeah, that... I saw, like, the first few episodes. Yeah. I liked it. That was during that phase where everyone was going back to TV, like Michael J. Fox and Sean Hayes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was, like, a year where everyone was yeah. getting n- their own show. None of those shows made it. Nope. Not wow. a single one. All right. Then Louie, the complete season four. That's good. I'm uh, behind. Louis, Louis, good. Mm-hmm. I like the idea. I just didn't like the season overall. The story. The oh, whole see, I'm behind. I haven't even watched that one. Oh, uh, because basically he does like a whole season long, not a whole season long, but half a season of one story that he's in love with a woman. There's a whole bunch of weird stuff that's going on, and huh, 
I just didn't think it was interesting. I felt like he was just trying to be too an- out there and ambitious. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But okay. the new season's back to how I like it, so. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. All right. Let's see. Where am I here? Oh, I, I guess that's, that's it. it. Yep. All right. So check out your local video store. All right. And. Are we picking Are we picking an oh, Amazon Oh, if you want to recommend. Um, we haven't done Amazon stuff in a while. See, the three movies know. I want to see I haven't seen, but you guys saw Inherent Vice. Would you, would you say that over Paddington? <laughs> I think Paddington's got That's a all. bigger appeal. I will recommend both. Tom, you pick one. Inherent Between Inherent Vice and Paddington. Inherent Vice is only my third favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Ooh. I wish it could be higher, but The Master and There Will Be Blood were no slouches. But would you say it's yeah. better than Paddington? I haven't seen Paddington, but I'm sure Doc Spurtell is better than a bear. <laughs> a bear that's voiced by uh, Q from the new Bond films, oh. Ben Wishaw. Yeah. He hopped in there when Colin Firth said no. Well, it's not that he said no. It was that they thought his voice was too old for Paddington. Oh, they agree. wanted a young, a young boy completely. voice. Hi, I'm Paddington. Exactly. So Inherent Vice then? That's what I wrote down. <laughs> yeah. okay. So we're going to recommend Inherent Vice, and there will be a link in our description uh, to get that from Amazon. If you go through that link, uh, we'll get a little uh, piece of that. Cool. And it will support us. Maybe I'll buy the movie there to support us and also see the movie I want to see. All right, there you go. Yeah. Uh, All right, so in just a moment, we'll be back with our review of The Age of Adeline. What separates flagons and dragons from other live play D&D podcasts? We've got high-octane roleplay. Yes, this is Frank. I I was heard that I, I was needed to be talked to. Insightful beer reviews. No, I'm going to go with a plus three to charisma for a heavy mouthfeel and a long finish. (laughs) (laughs) And even culinary tips. You want that marrow. I want that goblin on goblin taste. (laughs) Check out Flagons and Dragons in iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. Adeline Bowman lived a normal life. Until one cold winter night in 1935, when something incredible happened. From that moment, she would never age another day. I'll always be your mother, and you'll always be my daughter. Happy birthday, Mama. Don't you miss having someone to love? It's not the same when there's no growing old together. That that love is just heartbreak. Dad, this is Adeline. How is this possible? You look exactly like this old friend of mine. We were very close. I know almost nothing about you. It's better this way. No, it's not. All these years, you've lived, but you've never had a life. I don't know how. Tell me something I can hold on to forever and never let go. Let go. So that dog won't stop barking. What dog? Oh, there's a dog outside? There was. Oh, okay. And the moment I said something, it stopped. I nope, don't. There it goes again. I don't think they can hear it. You have here. noise canceling. Can you even hear it? I hear it, but it's just, I don't it's even just, think you can pick it up on the microphone. It's in another universe. These microphones are not that sensitive. They're awesome. Uh, they point right at your mouth and that's all that it that's gets. That's all I get? Mm-hmm. I love it. Let's review I thought you were gonna, movie. I thought you were going to talk about the dog in the movie. I was going oh, to. I, I forgot fuck. to apologize to you. Which dog? God. There's like five of them. 
Uh, yeah, but... So The Age of Adeline is a film uh, directed by Lee Tolland Krieger, uh, written by J. Mills Goodlow and Salvador Paskowitz, starring Blake Lively, Harrison Ford, Michael Huisman. Is that, is that Game of Thrones, dude? Yeah. Cool. And... Yeah, that's about it. That's all you need to know. Yep. And there's other people. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen Burstyn. Sure. Uh, she's in, in a in a Benjamin Button style. She's the daughter of Blake Lively. Right. <laughs> that's always something. Yeah. Uh, and the plot is, of course, uh, Adeline uh, was born uh, a long time ago, but by in some a galaxy s- far, far away. By some stroke of luck, she was hit by lightning and and froze to death and turned into an ageless being. Yep. And then she hit a tree again, and I, I nailed it. I got it right. <laughs> Tom knows. Yeah. Tom knows what's going on. Uh, what can we say? Do you want to start with the dog? I'm sorry, Jordan. <sighs> All right. Uh, so this, is, this is a mild spoiler, but it's just a warning for everyone who's sensitive out there. Yeah, a trigger, dog does trigger die. warning. A dog does die. And well, it was from old age, wasn't it? No, it was liver stuff. Was That's liver. not always old age. That's uh, sometimes... A liver diet and kidney failure. Related. Yeah, it can be a bunch of different things. Which uh, I thought it was weird that they poignantly showed that she was feeding it some kind of uh, a special food. It was and salmon. Then, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's fine to give a dog. That's okay. actually good. That's actually really good for them. Like, if a dog has uh, bad digestive problems or they're sensitive to food, salmon's actually something. Maybe you that was give like them. code for people in the audience who know dogs to know that this. Dog oh, is I already, not doing I already good. knew that she was giving him special food. Oh no. Um. So. I have a dog that's a couple weeks away from dying, and uh, I've already buried a couple animals, and uh, whew, this movie messed me up for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just uh, plot-wise, I was a little annoyed with the dog dying, because I knew it was just there to make her so that she could be upset at the guy. Well, yeah, she needed a speed bump, because everything was too perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> I also... I don't know. Part the I think the the weird crux of this film is that she needs to decide that she wants to believe in in living a life rather than running away. Yeah, because because her life. I mean, this is kind of getting into the nitty gritty <coughs> of it. But uh, her life her life is all about disconnection mm-hmm. and and reducing the amount of connections that she has. Because uh, good storytelling and interesting storytelling is is not about like just events disconnected bullcrap. It's about change. Mm-hmm. And change comes through the connections and disconnections that people have. So this is really about someone who's already disconnected herself from life in general mm. and is kind of just living this transient ghost-like life where she's just going from place to place, existing decade by decade, because she makes a change every 10 years mm-hmm. and um, kind of murders her persona mm-hmm. and then reinvigorates into another one. And uh, like she at one point meets someone who makes her question that and she, and she does everything she can to try and not connect to this person but she finds herself connecting anyway yeah i just I, that's why i brought that up so i could mention that connection and and just say in general i think it was too quick yeah like they like it was like 2 days and she's like i love <laughs> this guy i'm going to go meet his parents everything's perfect but here's the thing like <clears throat> she didn't love him already 
I'm going to argue that. Okay. Uh, I mean, then why did she go meet his parents? Like, that I've feels a little weird. I've people's parents really quick in but relationships. But, like, it was like an overnight weekend getaway kind of thing. It felt a little... Well, look it. Based on another movie we watched, I'd I have to argue I, I that when someone's it. super wealthy uh-huh. and super dreamy and super amazing, if I was... Are we talking about Foxcatcher? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And they've got a huge schnoz. They've got a huge nose. And, they, and, and a you make weird them, mom. And they make you call them Eagle. And you and they talk like... Uh, yeah. Uh, I see, can't even it, do his voice. See, I don't know what the hell that voice see, was. If you take... If you take <laughs> if you take that was pretty great I need you to talk about your future <laughs> if you if you, you switch go the genders I need you to talk about your future that's really good if <laughs> we just need to put a nose on you and you're good for Halloween um, if you flip the genders mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and you put me in her situation mm-hmm. and there's a, a woman acting that way mm-hmm. I'm sorry but I'm fucking I'm falling in love are you out of your mind like okay, yeah. who wouldn't be in that situation and not be stoked okay. like everything you're learning about this at, at the only time like there's a little bit of a red herring where like well there's too much to there's too good to be true mm-hmm. but that just comes in the form of who his father is mm-hmm. like that's the only too good to be true part that's about true, this yeah. whole situation because the foot the, the the other foot has to drop somewhere mm-hmm. and it drops there mm-hmm. and it's not like she loved the guy like i've met i've been in relationships with people and met their family fairly soon like mm-hmm. that's not just you know, and okay. they were they were progressing in their relationship. It was just hyper, and it also said uh, at the very beginning of the movie she met a guy and was married to him eighty seven days later. Like my parents met and within three months got married. Wait, they said that at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, eighty seven days later she was married to her husband, her original husband. Like what it was quick. About? In the flashback. Oh, right, right, When right, it showed right, right. her getting I married. I thought you were saying, I was like, what? What? At, what? No, no, no. The, in the very, very beginning of the movie where she's looking at the movie reel yeah, and she's remembering her marriage. Yeah, that's in the day. You just got married, like, snappy. Well. And she was, she would be like your grandparents' age. Yeah. Well, she was, what, 26? What do you mean? When she got married. She was, like, in oh, her sure, early yeah, 20s. Oh, sure, because then it was, like, three years later. And, and yes, she may, she may be, like, over 100 years old, but. If people fall in love fast, they fall in love fast. I, I, I don't yeah. think that's something to hold against the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- was was I the only one who was more interested in her past than her present? I definitely was. I felt like they rushed too quickly from here's who she is. Now here's this one guy that we should care about for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's like, give me a little bit of a backstory so I can compare another guy to this guy. Don't yeah. just say... Oh, she married some dude after eighty-three days, and then that's it. Yeah, it was it was uh, present day heavy, which I understand that's that's the bulk of the story they wanted to tell. But I really would have loved if a movie spent about even like I know this is a lot, like half, half yeah, half. Let's show huge because she's been alive through all these kind of important yes things and met important people. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of that. Well, and the no, no, I'm gonna. I'm, before you go on to it, uh, I'm watching the show right now called Forever. I want to watch that. <laughs> which is a show about a guy who every single time he dies, he just is miraculously born in a body of water. Whoa. Okay. With nothing wrong with him. He'll just, he'll get shot, he'll get killed. Like, and he's, he's lived, uh, in the show, he's lived like two, three hundred years. Hmm. And because of his fascination with death, he's tried to kill himself so many different times. Mm-hmm. He eventually becomes a doctor. Well, he was already a doctor when he was alive. Mm-hmm. And then he be- he becomes someone who studies death. So he ends up working in an Emmy in a, mm-hmm. in a 
uh, police station. Oh, police station. Yeah. So he helps the cops. But because of his fascination, he learns everything there is about death. And like the show, every episode spends like eight minutes of a hour long show in the past Mm -hmm. with someone he met, someone he interacted with something like some turn of the century thing, some, and it always kind of ties into what's going on that episode. Of course. And, it's only like eight, 10 minutes. And I feel like this is the same thing we're experiencing here mm-hmm. the, where they feel like they can't spend the whole time in the past. And over, over a TV show, mm-hmm. you end up getting hours worth of, of backstory of course. where you can dwell on that stuff more. And I feel like because of their medium, because of the fact they didn't want to make a three hour movie, they felt like they had to stay in the present for a while, but yeah. it, it does a disservice to her interesting history. I would have just sell for like 10 minutes. The movie's not even two hours long. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I feel like we could have uh, been introduced to the young Harrison Ford character earlier. Right. And it wouldn't have it, lessened. It wouldn't have mattered yeah. because we wouldn't know who we he would, is. I mean, we would know because we're well, smart. And because I know what Harrison Ford looked like when he was younger. Because well, that younger guy was doing a Harrison Ford voice now. Oh, my God. He wasn't matching Harrison Ford's voice from when he was no. younger. He was matching his voice now. Yeah, because I've seen footage of Harrison Ford when he was young. Well, he didn't all, sound that rough. We've all seen Star Wars. Yeah. He doesn't sound like that well, guy does. Yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> I'm fix your car for The you. moment he spoke, I was like... That's, I'm that's a 20-year-old man. That's but, uh, a heavy Harrison <laughs> Ford accent. You're going to flood the engine. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good, too. You are the eagle, and you are Harrison Ford for Halloween. I just need to figure out who I'm going to be. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I don't even know where I am right now. Um, you know what? And there was some surprises, and I wanted more surprises in the form of uh, when she went to that New Year's party and there was the blind woman who was her friend right. who didn't know how old she was yep. and didn't realize that she looked so young because she obviously talked about things that an older woman would know. Yeah. And that's that's amazing. Like, I thought that was really, like, that's smart cool. and cool. Yes, that her and friend I, I is blind. I could have had, like, ten more things like that. Yep. Uh, but in, but instead, we're stuck with this guy who's who's a love puppy. And it's like, okay, well, I guess we'll have that story. Yeah. But... In comparison to a movie that we watched, I liked that this guy was a normal dude. Sure. Like, he he listened to her, and he... And he went to her I library. just remembered he has, he has my favorite line in the film. It's a boat! <laughs> it's pretty great. Because <laughs> at that point, the, the, I was like, well, yeah, no shit, that's a boat. She, she goes, is that? that? A boat. That's a boat! <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were just talking about boat. I, what just happened here? <laughs> I think it just displays like his kid like fascination with stuff, which no, is I think it, one of the things that she likes about him because it's this youthful I approach guess. that he has to life. I think it displays because the writer's inability to. I don't know. I think I think it was a good way to write his character because you're kind of coming. You brought up Benjamin Button earlier. Like it's talking about the intersection of someone who's really old and like losing meaning in her life mm. and not finding things fresh anymore because she talks about like good luck finding a place I've never been before. Like she's, mm-hmm. she's cynical to the point where it's just sad. And then you have this other person who comes in who is still young and fresh and sees life as this beautiful adventure. And she lost that a long time ago. And I, I like that. That's the thing that brings her out of that disconnection. Yep. Tom. Um, if there was one thing that I would like to have more of, it's um, more scenes between her and her daughter because I feel like yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That was really the best part of the movie was when they're just sitting around like in a cafe and Ellen Burstyn's complaining about the sodium in her food. It's like, that was great. I love when you subvert tropes like that and make really interesting. Like, <laughs> But like you made a whole movie just about that, like yep. raising her and being all weird and stuff. Yeah, and, and uh, her as her mother, she doesn't want to put her in a nursing home. Like yeah. that's such a strange backwards incident you die in arizona yeah no it's yeah i'm gonna do another tv show comparison but that's something they touch on a lot in forever because he lives with his son oh and he actually adopted his son because uh his uh he saved him from uh, a world war ii concentration camp oh so his family was killed and he ended up like adopting him with his wife at the time who knew that he was uh, immortal so yeah. it, it has this whole sequence of his wife getting old and eventually dying and they actually touched on that in a recent episode where she disappeared for a long time and they eventually found out what happened to her mm. because she ended up passing away and they found out about all that stuff but there's this great back and forth between him and his son who's visibly twice his age or more mm-hmm. and no one else knows that they're related mm-hmm. they just think that they're roommates because they own an antique shop together <laughs> yeah it's it's really good. Like, is being so well versed with the show because I've been with it from the beginning and watching every episode. Like, I there's a lot of connections to this movie, mm. and it plays with really well. The 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 putting everything on its head and and yeah. having a younger character talk to an older character and just that family dynamic that we normally see in movies and yeah. we see in everyday life and having that reversed is fantastic yeah like i feel it was missing from the love story though like right it's just a traditional hey he loves her and she loves him and what do you do let's move on yeah there was nothing really <laughs> yeah. in there about her being yeah I older i could have used more of that like all of a sudden she just throws out references of the 20s or whenever she's from yep yeah that that would have been interesting yeah and if he just went along with it like if he was just like that's cool well he they do talk about how they both love history yeah, well, she loves history because she lived it. Yes, that's like a he, different. Kind he of loves thing. history because he sees it as this thing that needs to be rediscovered, mm-hmm. which is what yeah. happens with the boat, and then when she eventually takes him to the old cinema house. What was his backstory? It was like it wasn't like he invented Napster, but he invented something like Napster. Like it was like one of those. Oh, I'm a tech startup guy. Yeah, like that kind of thing. He and his roommate invented a piece invented of software accidentally, almost, and yeah. then they got all this money. And he's which like, is the my roommate went to. Some country. Which they kind of grabbed out of the HBO series Silicon Valley. Yeah. I, I mean, they just grabbed out of like, you know, the, ripped from the headlines. It yeah. kind of felt like cheap to me. But it's, I like. it. I mean, it worked, but. Yeah. Because they had to explain where he got all of his money from. Sure. Why not? And wow. now he just lives a life where he just gives it away. Because she didn't, because she wouldn't date him if he like came from rich. Because she clearly didn't like those kinds of guys. Cause no, because the, they were snooty assholes. Yeah, from the New Year's party. And he had that homey feel. There was something I, I thought of uh, when this film like really got going, where she started running from the law and changing her name all the time. Yep. So here's, here's my equation of come up. Benjamin Button plus Catch Me If You Can equals this movie? <laughs> Maybe? With, without th- as much... But I think it should have been more Catch Me she If You Can. She doesn't escape through the toilet, though, so I don't see how that works. I, but see, I think she needed someone who was chasing her. I think that might have added like to the danger. 
I agree. It would have been interesting her, if there was someone looking for her. Her daughter does say it, at some point, no, everyone looking for you is dead now. But we don't really have proof of that. We don't really yeah. get a feeling of finality there. Yeah, but another reason I feel we should have had some more of the backstory of, to like yeah, just fill in. No, 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 no. I yeah, agree completely. After, if we had some backstory where she kind of... After the FBI comes to her the first time, maybe like 10 years later, she sees him again, but yeah. they don't know it's her or something. Yeah. yeah. It would have been great because she could have just kind of thrown them off the scent completely. Or made it, or faked her own death, or something like that, yeah. or someone else. Like because you're right. Like but the only argument I would even put forth is they never prove had any proof that she was immortal. I mean, yeah, they didn't. So they they didn't have a reason to keep looking for her after she disappeared, or no way to look for her because the scene at the very beginning where she gets her new passport, her new birth certificate, like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. She, you can tell that she has become an expert. Oh yeah, at at, at like. At espionage and and noticing clues and keeping things secret and like all this stuff. So she's, we we see the end point. It would have been nice to have a flashback where we saw how she was still learning to do it. Yeah. Or maybe someone who even she interacted with someone who kind of taught her trade craft. Like sure. that'd be amazing. Yeah. If she met like a spy during the Cold War or something like well, that. Well, and we saw in the that one picture at the hotel she she went to where she was hanging out with the the gis right maybe she learned it from one of them exactly yeah, who knows well i think it's be should be somewhere later so that way there's it doesn't better matter. better trade craft who cares yeah. it, i mean i would have loved to see her in the 80s we didn't get to see her in the 80s i know it skipped a whole bunch of stuff like it skipped 80s and 90s because we we had to see her in the 70s and then that yep. was about it yeah more flashbacks i think we all agree there there was yeah. interesting stuff in her backstory that they could have covered yeah. Or possibly interesting stuff. It's not, the, it's not that inherently it would be interesting. It's that they could have made it made her more interesting by, by doing more backstory. I, I understand why they restrained themselves from doing that because you could hit the point where it'd be like, well, she met everybody who was interesting in the last hundred years. Well, That's a little unrealistic. Hello, Doctor Who. <laughs> well, yeah, but she's not. <laughs> she doesn't have a time travel device. Yeah, yeah but Doctor Who gets Forrest really Gump, ridiculous. Forrest, yeah, she's the, she could have been the Forrest Gump of the writers. Of the 20, 20th century. Yeah, but you never go full Forrest Gump. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, you know what you do go full? You should go full Harrison Ford all the time. Yeah. I mean, I really like that they found an actor who looked like him, but you're right. I never thought that about wasn't it. wasn't Harrison Ford? No. Nah. Yeah, it was CG. <laughs> the CG for Harrison Ford. Yeah, they just... Um, Composited his old pictures his over old his pictures, old, yeah. over. So That's they, why he had the weird goatee, because oh. they couldn't get the chin right. So they yeah. winklevossed it. Uh-huh. Winkle of us. Uh, so, but you're right. I never thought about it until you brought it up. Uh, he did a current he did a Harrison current Ford Harrison impression, Ford voice, yeah. which is weird. <laughs> Just uh, really weird. It didn't bother me. I, no, don't I think mean, it's not, it's not terrible, but it's just like it's kind of funny, I think, in a weird funny. way. Because he has become way more gruff <clears throat> as he's gotten older. Yeah. So what did you think about old Harrison Ford? Oh, he's great. Was he believable in his... Yeah, I think if I was an old man and I saw someone who looked exactly like a woman I was going to marry 30, 40 years ago, yeah, uh, yeah I'd, I would just be exactly like him, like just completely awestruck. Like he did that really well, I think. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. He he looked a lot like Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the relationship that him and his, uh, his current wife had. Like he, it was like a point in a relationship where uh, a weaker relationship, something that wasn't as strong, would have really been shaken by that realization, mm-hmm. and he would have like another movie could have taken this down the route. Like 
the weird route the weird route of no i'm still in love with this woman and you were always the second fiddle and i just settled Mm -hmm. and it it very clearly like it never had to go back to their anniversary party it made a clear point about going back and highlighting his speech yeah that it didn't have to do and it i like the commentary that makes about like life and love and moving on and not seeing your mistakes as something that you can take back, but something that kind of becomes who you are. Like that was nice. Yeah. I think we're good. Did we get everything? I mean, I liked it. <coughs> I liked the movie, but I think I already knew that because the trailers tickled my fancy. I liked I, it. I love that show. I, I think, but see, I think it's the show that makes me like the movie more. Uh-huh. Well, I think what what the one sticking point for me is the narration. I love the narration. I don't normally care for voiceover narration right. to push a story along when it feels unnecessary. Right. Not that it felt unnecessary here, but mm-hmm. the narration here was very like pushing daisies esque. I have like not a, seen a like a weird daisies. storyteller type of okay. thing. And I I almost wanted it to very much be a weird storyteller. Right. Or, to, for, or for the rest of the film to match the weird storytelling, but uh-huh. I feel like there was an incongru- incongruity between the narration and the story that was being told the way it was being told. <laughs> now, I brought this up with uh, Christine after you saw the movie. Uh, it makes a big point of showing like old books and old writers, like Ray Bradbury's there, and um, people, writers of the time, like authors at that instance, were making stuff like travel journals and stuff like that, like the John Carter movie that came out a while ago that's based on a, a series of books, yeah, yeah. John Carter of Mars. Yeah. And that series is famous for being kind of a travel journal, about it being someone who says, no, this is 100% true. This mm. is the account of my uncle. This is what he went through. Uh, I'm telling you the story as he told me, and as far as I know, everything is true here. And this feels like you you have a note here of 2035 because during one of the narrative sequences, yeah. it drops that number in there as showing the sign. That's the date of the scientific breakthrough that explains this whole situation. Yeah, when she when she first goes through the transformation, the narrator is very scientifically explicitly saying what's happening, mm-hmm. so that it 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 becomes like uh, a logical explanation, even though it's you know it's it's movie science, but yep. but the it makes you want to believe that this is true. Yep. And then it even throws in, it's like you just said, it's like, and in, and the, the thing that explains this will be discovered in 2035. Yep. And it's like, well, then where are you? Like, where is this narrator? This is what, this is why I wish this was based on a book mm. because if this was a book about like a book from the year 2040 or 20, sure. 2050 mm-hmm. about like, no, this is the account of the first woman to ever become immortal. Yeah. Now that we, was the, we are that in was, a society where uh-huh. everyone is immortal because we figured it out. But this is the woman who did it accidentally. And, get lightning struck. and because of her life and the fact that she wrote a journal and we found it mm. and tried to recreate or because she everything finally that happened. told somebody. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And, you know, she she died on this day, but she's important. And, mm. you know, this is her name. And There's a she's in all the textbooks. I would have loved that. Right. That would have been a great ending. And yeah. It, Instead of a comet. And it's like and it's like two <laughs> students two students walking out of the university. And that's... They're wearing a, weird future clothes. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> like, yeah. that's amazing. That's what it feels like. And I really like that. But it's not going to wow. rub everyone the right way. It would have rubbed me the perfect way. Yeah, I would have loved it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God. 
Because this film was already weird. Like it just it just it, needed to, to take that throttle just, and push it. Yeah. it right Full at the, speed. Right at the end of the sequence, it just shows him talking, and then it just shows him in front of a class. Yeah. And then he closes the book, and it's like the science of immortality or something like that. Sure. And he's like, well, it's not going to be on the test, but that's the story of what really Where happened. You know, the, Bo- the Bowman Natural History Your Museum. Your crash yeah. into a tree. <laughs> Go home and crash into a tree. So, that shouldn't work. Yep. Yeah, I wish this movie just went off the wall crazy like the trailers promised, though. And even the poster was a little misleading. It's like, here's random photos that were put together to make a collage from like 50 different years, and we don't see half of those. Yep. Like, I feel the marketing screwed up on personally, and... That's yeah, because it did it did highlight her past more, and there's not a lot of that in the movie yeah. at all. Otherwise, I thought it was pretty good. Yep. Cool. It's fun. Yep. All right. So, uh, Tom. Yeah? Will you tell us what's new in theaters all right. this weekend? New in theaters, Avengers Age of Ultron. In limited release, Far From the Maddening Crowd. In limited release, Welcome to Me. Limited release, Tangerines. And a limited release, a very long title, so stick with me on this. The hundred year old man who climbed out the window and disappeared. All right. Andrew brought this up earlier and I tend to agree with him. This uh new release schedule is basically the the digital version of everyone jumping out of the way of a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> Like, because yeah. everything is limited release except for that means it's playing in like New York, LA, and like small theaters in Seattle. Like that's what it means, right? Yeah, and it's limited yeah, yeah. release. It's just one of these. Main move, I put main limited, theaters. but it definitely. I oh no, I left out. There was like two other films that were limited that were coming out, but one of them was specifically like just New York. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not even going to mention that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, if, I think if it was physically possible, next week's box office... Would the, just be one movie. Well, no, the top five would be Avengers, but just like Avengers, Avengers? 3D, Avengers IMAX. Right. Aven- like if it would be that, fantastic to see the crazy. breakdown of all of them. Because guess what? I would do IMAX 3D if I could. But oh boy. I would don't, drop don't the 3D. Oh 3D does nothing I, yeah, for me. I wish there was an option to go to see an IMAX movie now without it being 3D. Mm-hmm. Like, please. I wouldn't want to see Avengers in 3D. Yeah, I haven't had enough like reliable good 3d experiences to, to oh i've had some really good ones i've had great ones but i knew specifically they're that more they often were, bad than good the, 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 those, those ones post? i was going for because yeah i'm worried about that they would add too much post 3d right. to avengers and it just ends up looking bad i just want to see it blurred. on a huge screen though oh I, like sure i think at uh the block here in southern california oh, i'm sorry the outlet here in southern california uh <laughs> they have because you know how they always make movie theater is symmetrical or at least they try to because it maximizes I mean, it makes the it amount easier. of space yeah, yeah, yeah. so across from the imax screen at the at the outlet mm. they have an xd theater mm-hmm. which is the same in every way but they can't call it imax because they don't want to pay the imax company or whatever sure. for having two theaters in their thing so i bet you 10 bucks in that theater it's not 3d but the screen is just as big like i want to see this movie on a big screen but i don't want to see the 3d yeah all right, so before we play Guess the Ending, let's give some thanks. Starting with uh, Silent Partner, uh, whose, whose song is our theme song. And that's a song oh, called yeah. Sophomore Makeout, and we got that from the YouTube Audio Library. Go check that out. Uh, if you like our logo, we'll say thanks to Justin Kizon of Agents of Guard. That's agentsofguard.com. He did that logo. It's real nice. And if you like hearing him, 
uh, or if you want to hear him, go listen to uh, Ben Vion Spielberg. Yeah. One of Tom's favorites. From this network, anyway. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we'll take it. All right. We'll take it. Uh, that's where uh, Justin and Matt Benson, every month, they talk about a different Spielberg film. Uh, and they just did Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Ooh. Yep. And they're about to do 1949, so I'm looking forward to that. 42. I think you said 49. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they did 1940-something. No, it's actually 1941. One. Yes. You're both wrong. I love that. I've never seen what? it. So okay, let's all. hear the answer here. 1941. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, 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 I just mean that it was great that you said one number, and then he came back with a different number, and then in the end, you're both wrong. I like that. I feel dumb, because that's something I should have known, this Belushi movie. Well, t- did you ever see, uh, I mean, did you listen to the Close Encounters episode yet? Yeah. He mentioned that they- got they, some Simpsons facts wrong on there. They um, Oh, you better write in. Yeah. <laughs> you should. Uh, they mentioned that when they recorded it, um, they got, they said the next one was Indiana Jones, so they were all screwed up. Yeah. They didn't even I know. I love how this network works. <laughs> uh, and if you like hearing Matt Benson, then you should listen to Shut Up, Leonard. That's the show that I do with him, where every week we talk about community, the TV show that's on the internet, on Yahoo screen now. <laughs> uh, um, I just want to say, those commercials are so annoying. Which ones? The ones that come on before movies. They have like a, a f- oh in the thirty the twenty or whatever yeah whatever they call it it's like if it's they don't call it the twenty anymore Tom it, what do they call this thing no it's like forty five second long commercial that they do oh I I've been meaning to show up early but I'm always there like five minutes before they don't first look Regal first look they have <sighs> Community yeah. I don't know what I don't I've never seen it because I don't get there early enough it's yeah. so bad it's just like oh man just watch the show don't worry about the advertising yeah watch the first three seasons you'll watch be fine season six it's a good one I promise you. Uh, you can find that at shutuplender.com or at shutuplenpod. Uh, Tom. Yeah. What do you do? All right. I do it quite a bit. Like, I um, review a lot of movies on TV online, usually at optograb.org. Right now, I'm reviewing TV shows um, Louie, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Mad Men, and uh, Bob's Burgers. Yeah, yeah. So, check those out. There's some time up during the weekend. I also write over at ReadWave about similar subjects on Monday and Wednesday. So check that out at readwave.com. I also have short stories that you can buy on Amazon, Marge Noble. What's the other one? Smashwords. And check all those out. Some of them are free. Some of them are one ninety nine, two ninety nine, ninety nine. They're not too expensive, so check it out. I think they're pretty good. But that's just me. And um, I also have a little article in this month's uh, Bright Wall Dark Room that you can check out about John Belushi and Animal House. You can pick that up for $2. So, yeah. Jordan, I am not streaming this week <laughs> uh, because of a crazy mix-up. But basically, I found out that I was on a like two weeks on and then take a two-week break mm. type of deal, mm-hmm. and that's not cool. So I talked to my superiors, mm-hmm. and you said, "Take me to your leader." I said, uh, "Give me popcorn and let me watch a movie." Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was supposed to be on this week. I have a lot of family coming in out of state, so please, there will still be a stream. This Tuesday, we're actually going to have Wolfenstein The New Order on. Uh, Alex is going to be on on Thursday with a little bit of, uh, I think he's playing Killer Instinct because he's going to a tournament. 
um, next week where he's going to win a bunch of money. And then Vanessa and Nick are going to be on Saturday doing whatever. But be sure to be back Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, we're going to have streams from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I'm uh, probably not supposed to talk about this, but we're actually hiring on two more streamers to be on Monday and Wednesday. So we're going to have streaming all week. All right. All the best games. So please come to GamerAssaultWeekly.com. All right. And uh, for all the podcasts that we do on this great network, go to BenViewNetwork.com or on Twitter at BenViewNetwork. And in fact, we've got a brand new show uh, coming out the 1st of May. There's a preview episode already up, but you can check it out. It's called Pick Your Path. Uh, you can go to BenViewNetwork.com slash PYP. Uh, and you'll find it there. Uh, this show is a choose-your-own-adventure-style scripted podcast uh, where you, the listener, gets to make all the choices as you listen to the episode. Uh, the first episode's out May 1st. It's called Don't Blow Up the Universe, written by our very own Matt Benson. Uh, it has time travel, if you if you need anything else to entice you to listen. <laughs> That's uh, all he ever stuff. does. <laughs> There's a lot of time travel going on. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, if, if you don't understand how that works, you're going to have to listen to the episode to, to figure that out. Uh, but if you're on a, an Apple device, you'll be fine. Uh, and also our uh, personal website, nevpodcast.com, but it's all part of the Benview Network. Uh, you can email us with your thoughts, whatever, nevpodcast at gmail.com, and uh, on Twitter, at nevpodcast, and my personal Twitter, at podcasterandrew. I'm at Truvalk. I'm at OptiGrab. All right. Who is going to guess first when we play Guess the Ending? You'll never guess how it ends. Welcome to me. That's not what I'm saying here. It's Welcome to Me is the movie. And it goes as followed. When Alex... Okay, I got it right. Alex Klieg wins the Mega Millions lottery. She immediately quits her psychiatric meds and buys her own talk show. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So this Alice, she won the Mega Millions, and she's all happy. It's like, oh, boy, what do I do next? What do I do next? And so when she goes off her meds, she buys this talk show, and suddenly she begins to think everything's all right, and everything is going all right. She has a few guests on. Things are going all right. She's on basic cable next to Wayne's World somewhere. and uh, I think basic cable, whatever the... Wayne's World channel is. I don't know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that. And um, so things are going well until suddenly her husband or friend's like, hey, you need to go back on your medication. She's like, no, I'm doing fine. And all of a sudden, she lands in the hospital from some sort of anxiety attack, and she gets all the medication. It turns out she does have the show, but she's not nearly as successful as she thinks. Her guests aren't real. Her audience isn't real. Even the studio's not real. She's just talking in the middle of the park somewhere about everything, and that's how things go. And so when she realized she still has the Mega Millions, because that's the one thing that's true, she decides to go out and help all the people she wronged in her life. She's just trying to be her better person. Her name is Alice. All right. Jordan. Tangerines. Uh, it's got some people in it. It's Ooh. got people in it. <clears throat> Warren, Georgia. Uh, I don't know how to say that other thing. Region Apicasa, 19. Ha. There we go. Uh, 1990. <laughs> An Estonian man, Evo, has stayed behind to harvest his crops of oranges or tangerines. 
uh, <laughs> in a body cockpit <laughs> at his door, a wounded man is left behind, and Evo is forced to take him in. I'm sorry. I I want like the first day of shooting. The guy, the director comes out and says, "What is all these oranges? <laughs> yeah. The movie's called Tangerines." Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's really good acting, but. Um, even though the movie is called Tangerines, it's actually all oranges oh because no. they screwed up and oh did it in an orange field. Um, but they just pretend because they're good actors. Uh, basically what happens is, is he finds this wounded man. Uh, uh, you know, there's, there's a war going on outside, but the reason why this man is wounded is not because of the reason you think. It's actually because he's an infomaniac. <laughs> and Evo decides, you know what? Through the power of my faith, I'm going to help this nymphomaniac stop being a nymphomaniac. And uh, the man, he ends up having to chain him to a radiator. Uh, you know, he, he says he's not going to be moved. Um, his boyfriend, Justin Timberlake, shows up at one point. Like, it gets pretty crazy. But eventually, uh, even though the man escapes and, you know, does some bad things, uh, well, not really bad because you can kind of do whatever you want with your own body as long as you don't hurt anybody. But he's not really happy with his lifestyle and he wants to be exclusive with Justin Timberlake. So it's bad in that way because it's kind of moving in the opposite direction of the way he wants to take his life. And eventually uh, he kind of finds a way to find balance and to find peace, even though um, he still has these urges. He ends up learning how to deal with them and him and Justin Timberlake end up being happy together. That's really nice. All right, guys, get ready. Here we go. Oh, and there's still a war going on. Oh, man. Yeah, so that kind of <laughs> ends on a bummer. Yeah. But right. at least two people found love together. They found love in a heart. War-torn. War-torn place? Wait, uh, hold on. We can do this. Orange field that's actually supposed to be tangerines. Okay. The 100-year-old man who climbed out the window and disappeared. Oh, my God. Please tell me more. Really? After living a long and colorful life, Alan Carlson finds himself stuck in a nursing home. On his 100th birthday, he leaps out a window and begins an unexpected journey. It's funny because he... Oh, I, I'm catching some of that, too. Oh, man. <laughs> we are, we've got windows open, and uh, downstairs, they're, they're lighting up. Whew. Uh, and and uh, funnily enough, so this feeds right into uh, what I've got going on here. Yes. So, uh, Mr. Carlson, uh, he lives alone in a little house in the hill. Right. And his friend comes up the path and uh, sees him. Oh and he's God. like, you know, you look really sad. I want to take you on an unexpected journey. Oh, my goodness. And he says, I never thought you would ask me, Gandalf. Oh, and so then he man. goes out, <laughs> climbs out the I window. Do it. <laughs> he has the most unexpected journey and in oh, fact, just just man. like the title says, he does disappear. He never comes back to the Shire. I mean, the nursing home. And uh, he he has <sighs> some great adventures. While he's gone, does everyone take his stuff and they auction it off? No, he, he doesn't know because he doesn't come back. He disappeared. But the, but we have like a flashback to the nursing home, I mean Shire. And they, uh, <laughs> they're, the they're auctioning shire. off all of them. The nursing Shire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. The nurse Shiring. The nurse Shire. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. So good. What yeah. happens on his unexpected journey? Well, he disappears. He really just dies of old age, doesn't he? <laughs> I was gonna do like a really sad one where like he has an adventure, but then in the end, it, it turns out he just died. And, this and then is, I was like, this, this is, is much funnier. This if is I make what's Gandalf going on in his head. 
Can we have both? Can the end of the movie no. pop out and he's actually dead in no. his apartment? Gandalf <laughs> picks him up. And he just he's got the Lord of the Rings book sitting next to him. Yes. <laughs> no, he's not dead. He's fine. All right. I was going to say it's like the end of Birdman, but I didn't know how many people would get that. I haven't seen that. Um, I still need to. Just because there's a great window shot there. Oh, okay, cool. Anyway, uh, we we can now end the guessing. Yes. Because uh, we... We did it. We got we got Gandalf in there. Yeah, and we're we all got right. Justin Timberlake in there. <laughs> Do you know what movie I'm referencing? Yes. Okay, good. Of course. Yeah. I love that movie. Uh, we got Wayne's World in there. Yeah, I also made a My Name is Earl reference that no one got. Oh, I got it. Awesome. Oh, I got it. Oh, I didn't watch. I'm sorry. Well, you don't need to have watched it to have gotten the pun. He gets a bunch of he gets a bunch of money and. Helps people. Helps people. Oh, that helps he's wronged. Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. And I said her name is her Alice. Her name is Alice. Her name is Alice. Okay, good. You did it. It's still Alice. <laughs> you, you did. I love. I love. <laughs> I love your tone. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> it's yeah, really. Did it. It's really nice. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks uh, for listening to the show. Uh, next week we'll be reviewing Tangerine. No, yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll be doing a, a double double feature. We'll be watching Tangerines and, and Far, Far from, from the, the Madding crowd. crowd. Yeah, yep, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what what else? Yeah, nothing else what is a- coming out. I mean, it's not like oh, wait a second. Oh, oh my God, we totally forgot. Paul Welcome Lark. to me comes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're obviously well, Kristen Wiig's in it, so of course. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna and, stop joking around. And that fantastic Astor James Marsden from. Yeah. Uh, the uh, accidental love. You know, everyone's is, favorite. Wait, is Linda Cardellini? So she's in Welcome to Me, but is she one of the secret people in Age of Ultron, or yeah. was that someone else that I'm thinking of? That and, Her and Julia, Julia Delpy. Delpy. Yeah. yeah. Really strange. I, really. I really hope it's just weird stuff. I just hope it's the before trilogy in the background. They're just walking around as this action <laughs> happens. <laughs> it's just the next in the. T- <laughs> Link yeah. later was like, "Can I get? Can I get a sneak in there? Can I yeah. just?" Just let me shoot a scene while you're just doing your yep. uh, big explosions, okay? Then Alucard train shows up for some reason. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. Uh, all right. Next week, Avengers Age of Ultron. <laughs> I know you, you want to hear it. You're going to get it. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been episode 222. I'm Andrew. I'm Jordan. Tom. Thanks for listening. That was amazing. Everything was fine. You sat down. Okay. I it went that direction. It, yeah. So so the moment I am oh I'm gonna beside I am the shit out of your closet. Uh, the moment it flew away was when you moved all of your the cords uh, and then. No, it was too big. It was too big to get through that screen. You'd have to have a pretty good hole. Because that was like mid that was like mid to small. It wasn't like a flop. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.